Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're fun or unfun, from thanks that was fun to am I the only one, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. There's bread in his bones. It's my co-host, Evan. Whispering secrets into microphones. It's my co-host, Saker. I have three dads. Oh. It's just something I thought I should tell you. I thought the whole world should know. Yeah. You were like that, um, you're that baby from that Paul Reiser movie from the 80s. What the fuck is that? Is it just like three three dads? It's like him and Tom Selleck and and somebody else. Three men and a baby. Literal name. Yes, very literal. (laughs) Yes, it is very literal. I'm like that birthday boy sketch where it's a family can be eight dads. That's it. Just eight dads. A family can be, yeah. I mean, found family, right? You can find any family you want. You can find any family you want if you look hard enough. That's true. Uh, Do you think we'll get to the point where, where we can like gene splice to the degree that multiple people can be a uh like a parent more Ooh. than two i should say more than two we just cut the sperms in half glue them together and then and by parent ride. i mean biological parent no, no any no, number I, of people can be a parent i understand what you meant um <laughs> i just yeah. wanted to clear that up well how would that work is it would just have like if you and i did it we would just have like half of my dna half of your dna yeah i guess so but we could only have i guess we could have it take 12 of my chromosomes, we have both, 11 yeah, years. We, both have, we have both X and Y chromosomes, so we could both we could have a boy or a girl child, sex-wise. Sex yes. Whereas two, if two women did it, they could only have female children unless sure. they borrowed an X chrom- a Y chromosome from somebody else, I sure. think. Sure. This is my this is my uh, high school level genetics <laughs> class. I was gonna so. say my total uh, ignorance of genetics and understanding of the topic of science in general is has never been more prominent than this moment. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think we should be able to do it. Um, what do you think our baby would look like? <laughs> you fucking hideous. Uh, you fucking hideous. Um, he'd be enormous first of all okay. really fucking tall <laughs> Sir, both or she curly ass hair mm. Mm. um dark hair tends to over like to yeah to go true. over lighter hair so Bad, i have ba- i have lighter hair than you so it would probably be a dark a very much darker shade you're closer to your hair than mine i imagine that checks out bad eyesight Horrible bad eyesight. eyesight heavy eyebrows fucking born nose first you are that's true i feel we like both most- have huge noses <laughs> we're both big men with big noses you know what they say about big men? They got big noses. They got big noses too. <laughs> uh, and uh, perfect teeth, of course. Uh, were you born with perfect teeth, or have you had dentures in your no. life? <laughs> these are all. These are both dentures, my friend. Got it. Sure, absolutely. I got them all pulled. Uh, right, right when the adult teeth come in, get them pulled. Polyhold. That's what I always say. It's so much easier that way. If yeah. you just uh, truly, I feel like if we all just pulled our teeth and got dentures that we could replace every, I don't know, nine months or however much insurance would offer yeah. to replace them. Yeah. That would be a dream for everyone involved. I wanted to get those new like metal gums where they just you can just screw various teeth in there so they're oh, they're interchangeable. That's all nice. you need is like twenty minutes with pliers and you can you can change your whole look. I love that. What what kind of teeth would you want if you wanted new teeth? Just basically my teeth, but like Maybe like twice as long. Okay. So. <laughs> you just don't want to be able. You want to change your face shape permanently. I don't want to. I want to change my face shape, and I don't want to be able to close my teeth, my, my lips over them. Yeah. You always kind of want to look happy. Like there's always gonna be. We're both doing it, which is real happy good podcast. Happy or hungry, right? Happy or hungry. Yeah. Those are my two emotions, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. If uh, I'm if I'm eating, I'm happy. If I'm full, I'm happy. If I'm not doing either of those two things, I'm hungry. 
Yeah, if you're not full, you're hungry, baby. That's what I've always said. <laughs> and if you're not hungry, you're happy. I you mean, gotta be, it's yeah. pretty simple. Got to be out there eating. Uh, if you could modify Chonkin one- soup for the soul. If you could modify one part of your body uh, to just sort of get, uh, to, to, to make it uh, a little more specific, to meet your demands, what would you do? What, what part and what would you do to it? I would modify the telomeres on my cells to be extra long so that I would live, you know, during cell, re- like- you know, because that's what causes like cell degradation as the telomeres breaking off as they get replicated and whatnot. So I would I would modify those to, to you know, just let me to live. God, I don't want to live forever, but like, you know, I want to bury at least, let's say, six or seven groups of friends and lovers. <laughs> OK, you want to bury your grandkids when you've buried your. Yeah, or your great. Maybe your let's, great go, let's go great grandkids. Great kids. OK, sure. That seems like a fun this is a great topic. This is a well, good topic. I feel to be like on right I feel now. like the first generation you're gonna real su- you're really gonna suffer. Like because mm. I miss people. I miss people in my life that aren't in my life anymore. That Already, have died. yeah. But like, you know, once you're like on your third, fourth batch, the new batch, <laughs> right? Once you like bury that electric gremlin, grandkids once you three, bury the new batch. Sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> once you once you're down to like that, like, I mean, you can't even remember faces. I bet. Oh, probably. You're just yeah. fucking drifting through life. Oh, Who yeah. wants Who? to live forever? Not me, but I'd like to live a long time. Who was my grandmother? That doesn't even proc with me. That word doesn't yeah. even mean anything to me I want them to anymore. have to rewrite fucking tax and legal codes to make allowances <laughs> for me. <laughs> you want to literally be grandfathered into things. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, shit. Okay, so the telomeres on your cells. Yes. Okay. I just want, whenever I get an erection, my dick to give off steam. I just want like some sort of transformation process. Oh, so you, could, you process. could never have like like boiling hot steam. Yeah, I think so. I want it to shoot out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like a tea kettle. Yeah, that would be ideal. I mean, if we could, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I want it to burn. I want my <laughs> I want my crotch area to be permanently McDonald's burned. <laughs> that's what I call it. The old Mickey D. The old Mickey D. Burn. That's a that's dating you as a person and. Uh... In the legal landscape, true. Sure. How a... many how many of our listeners do you think understand what a Mickey D burn is? Um, although most of the people listening to a Brandon Good Ladies podcast are probably. our age or older, I would probably. say. So yeah, I I'd know. say I'd I'd say sixty eight percent. Okay, good. A D, ra- a, a, D, a D rating. Okay, I'm going to put a poll up on our Twitter uh, before the, or as this episode comes out to see if sixty eight percent is the accurate number. Just kidding. It's the summertime. I don't update our Twitter anymore. <laughs> it's not something I do. Our social media presence is gone for the next two and a half months. Twitters are for quitters is what I always say. Me too, buddy. You with the viral Twitter threads. Shut up. Twitters are for quitters. Oh, don't pretend. They, go, that's, they call me the pretender because I never have. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I stole that uh, that joke format that you do for a character that I ran once? His name was Biff because he's never wiped out on his snowboard. Uh, that's actually that's actually taken from a Steven Seagal movie from like the 80s or 90s. Is it really? Yeah, he like gets onto a plane and then the pilot's like, they call me Crash because I never have. <laughs> Which is like, that's the stupidest fucking nickname because wouldn't like pretty much every pilot be able to claim that, right? Crash. <laughs> yeah. Everybody but fucking Sully, that asshole. I call him Perfect Air because... <laughs> I call him Mr. No Hudson. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I call him uneventful flight. 
<laughs> uneventful Sully. The good old uneventful Sully. God, hey, we're, we're, we're just hitting those like back ta- back door references. Oh, know? we sure are. Sully's uh, one from the Tom Hanks movie from the like aughts, isn't he? Did you know that Sully was also a real life event that happened in the world? <laughs> Wasn't he? Yeah. Then he didn't he go to star on in like those like a bunch of pornos. Um, Is that real? I'm, no, I made that oh, up. Oh, Jesus of fucking Christ. Okay. Cause I, I feel like Sully like... has standards. No one who could land a plane on the Hudson with such a plum would go on to star in pornos. Are you saying that sex work is uh, something to be looked down upon? No, I'm saying Sully strikes me as one of those boomers that's like God and country. Yeah. Okay. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, what was I was probably, saying. He was probably fi- <laughs> now just to confirm that is I meant nothing else besides <laughs> that. He was fifty or sixty. You don't see many. I guess there's probably a whole subgenre of porn that I've just never delved into that stars sixty and seventy year olds. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's out there. You know what? Let's pivot from porn to pilots. G-milfs, G-pilfs. Speaking of Sully, and po- what do pilots do best, Ev? My friend, they globetrot. <laughs> Our song this week is called Globetrot, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Doesn't matter any of it happened before. Maybe it was locked, but you still opened the door. You kind of got held up, mind in the store. Okay, okay, okay. Ebo, we're trotting the gosh darn globe. Are we? Because I feel like we're stuck in a fucking time loop. Yeah, we definitely are. Do you remember two episodes ago when we were doing toe to toe, and I said, "Now I could see this being about Steve, but knowing that piece of cake is about Steve, would they do two in a row?" My friend, they would do two in a row. <laughs> they would do all in a row. They would do all in a row. We're back in all in good time time. God this damn. is wild. What the fuck, Ed? Are you not satisfied? I mean, how does Steve feel? Like, he's moved on, more or less, right? He's, like, writing songs about being sad and, like, how he's a man-child and, you know, how excited he is to be on his own. He wrote one song about the Brennigan ladies dumping him. One yeah. song. And it was about then, how now there's a new shore and he's there on this new island. Yeah, Great. Jesus Christ. Do you think that, like... Let's say 2D6 strikes it big. We're uh, always practicing on that. Like, your, your yeah. band 2D6 strikes it big. This is a very hard concept for me and to follow, then like, but like, yeah, let's say two years into it, you break up. Uh-huh. And one of you, you can pick who, gets, like, the rights to continue on as 2D6. You replace the other person. Yeah. And then the other person goes off and has a moderately successful solo career. But you can't seem to write any other song there's no artifice here. You're just describing the Bannikin Lady. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, yeah I, I don't... What the fuck would you do? I mean, nobody would listen to that anymore because you're not being clever or funny or, you know, you're you're just writing songs about the same thing over and over and over. I mean, if I had like, to pick a paint-by-numbers Naked Lady song, it would be this. Like, Ed doing something with his voice... Like a little, a little off, a little off, um, harm and then onto the main harmony and then Kev bleepity blooping. Yeah. To, f- to yeah. fill. He's like, all right, Kev vamp for a little bit. And Kev's like, okay. Oh, fucking lay that track down. That guy with the big beardo who's like their producer for this album's like, Gavin. Fucking market, man. Oh my God. What a genius. Fuck. Holy Paul shit. Paul Bunyan motherfucking <laughs> motherfucker just sitting there. Cause he's always standing in the videos and he's always like, 
super pumped. I can see oh, why they yeah. hired him. I mean, wouldn't Smiling you want somebody up. like that? Like, Number fucking one cheerleader? Man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely I would. Uh, and this dude, nobody does it better. But also, I almost, as soon as the song started and we got the, like, oh wait, no, that was Piece of Cake, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I this forgot. is sort of like that, but. All of these songs are running together for me. I literally listened to Globetrot and then uh, last night, Forgot how it went before this record. Listen to it 10 minutes before this record. Have already forgotten how it goes. Uh, I remember the chorus. The club trot. Da, 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 oh, you da. remember the chorus? You know why? Pandoris. Pandoris. Little trot. If that's what you gotta do, don't stop. Jesus Christ, dude. Don't try. If that's what you gotta do, don't stop. So you make the best of you Cause I'm getting used to you I did what I had to do Okay, so as a creative, as a producer of, you know, art, we'll say, both of us, we can can nominally claim to be that. Yeah. There are themes that show up in people's art. There are things that occupy their mental headspace, big things. There are things that you explore... There are, if you're producing multiple songs, multiple stories, multiple paintings, you know, you got like uh, the blue period, Picasso's blue period or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. You release them as separate objects. Oh, yeah. Right? You can put a story here, a story oh, there. Yeah. Even if they're very, they're, sim- they're similar. Oh, yeah. You don't. You wouldn't put them on the same album. <laughs> or the same anthology because then they'd be like, oh, wait. Oh, man. You're kind of tipping your hand here, boys. Oh, you're creatively and, bankrupt. And Interesting. Totally fucking doing that. Like. This is the same song as same thing. Matter that, of time. Not same thing. Matter of time. Yeah. I mean, same thing is what it should be called. But yeah, it is the exact same song as Matter of Time. That chorus is plagiarized from seven songs ago or whatever the fuck it was. That's so wild to me. I mean, we could start there. So this is a Barenaked Ladies by the number song down to the fact that they are plagiarizing the Barenaked Ladies. That sucks. Like, that's not, it's not fun. It's not interesting. It certainly was wild. I mean, it kind of was fun in the fact that I had to stop and make sure that I wasn't being gaslit by the Naked Ladies, right? <laughs> am, I th- am I making this up? Is this my imagination? But no, so it was ostentatious. And I do love that level of, of gall that these, these folks have. I don't know. Did you find it interesting? How fucking dare you? Is what I would <laughs> like to say to Ed. <laughs> you know, it's How funny. Fucking that dare you? He even mentions it on the Spotify commentary. He mentions that there's, you know, oh, there's definitely a, a tonal link between this song and Matter of Time between these two. And I was like, tonal, lyrical, you know, everything. All of it? This whole album is just. People were excited for us to get the Silver Bowl, and I will admit that I don't hate it. I think there's a lot of good stuff on here, mm-hmm. but Jesus Christ, are they treading water at this point? Well, and I feel I like Ed is. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ed that's the, true. They call him they call him drowned because he never because he keeps treading water. <laughs> <laughs> Narrow streets is a huge jump by Jim. Love that song. Yeah. Passcode is one of my favorite Kev songs. Mm-hmm. So cute, so sweet. There's, I mean, but yeah, Ed just keeps dipping in that same well. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping the next album he can sort of break out of that. And I think we'll and get that. I think from what I remember of Fake Nudes, is that the next yes. one? Yeah. I think I really remember it's a little bit different than this. Yeah. And, what, and, and hey. you know, I'm just so fucking tired of this. I want them to move on. Speaking of fake nudes, um 
as we're talking right now, that w- that is our last album. But in less than a month from now, Ev, I believe on July 13th, Detour de Force is released. Aren't you excited? Yeah, I need to mute my microphone while I set off a couple little bang snap poppers and, you know, a smoke bomb in my house. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a second to do that. Listeners, he's doing those things. He's kicking his refrigerator. He's busted a hole straight through. He's snapping his glasses in half, eating an entire jar of cinnamon, and he's vom- he's vomiting he's vomited everywhere. He's putting his hands into a box of cereal. Deeper, deeper. Oh no, listeners, he's stuck. Hold on, I'm host of this. I'm gonna unmute your Zoom. Ev, can you hear me? Help me! I'm stuck. I need a fucking <laughs> box destroyer. Ev, just pull slowly, gently, gently. Okay, you're out. Oh, oh thank God. <laughs> Talked me out of it. <laughs> oh, God. You get too many cornflakes up your nose. Too many cinnamon. Oh, I Jim- ate a whole thing Jiminy of cinnamon. cinnamon. Jiminy, Jiminy cinnamon. Um, yeah. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm excited for... I mean, the two songs they've released from Detour de Force are good. I've, I'm going to just put that out there. Great. Flip has grown on me, and New Disaster is a fun fun romp. Do you think that... Um, oh, we're in a commercial now, by the way. Uh, oh, we are? Do, okay, good. Do you think that... Uh, spices should get mascots too Ooh! so you said jiminy cinnamon and i'm imagining like a little i mean obviously jiminy cricket but we don't want to get too close to the house of mouse otherwise they'll see they'll they'll just destroy they'll destroy cinnamon as a thing (laughs) (laughs) wipe it out from our collective memories so So what is jiminy jiminy cinnamon i imagine is a very tall man with cinnamon sticks for all of his limbs and uh, a big old hat with like a curl a little curl of cinnamon coming out the top a little cinnamon and when he talks, there. And when he talks, like, puffs of fucking cinnamon come out oh, of his Jesus mouth. Jesus Christ. He's constantly doing the cinnamon challenge. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that he doesn't even, like, say real words. They're just like, and what do you think, Jiminy Cinnamon? And he goes, <laughs> and just spits out cinnamon dust. Yeah, and it's just, uh, like, you only ever see him really in a hot tub, but the hot tub is always, like, a, a hot drink. It's just a cup. <laughs> and he's just kind of <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> That's right. We get Jimmy Cinnamon in to breathe on every Jimmy Jimmy Cinnamon <laughs> to breathe on every cinnamon stick in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, yeah, I do think. So, what's gonna be? Uh, what's turmeric's mascot? <laughs> oh God, um, the stain. Oh, isn't that a delight? Yeah, that's like, not really gonna sell a whole lot of turmeric. Well, he's super healthy. He's like this like buff bodybuilder guy because everyone says turmeric and everything is just so fucking good for your immune system and everything. Right. So he's just like like not like like but overly buff, but like lithe, like lithe muscle. He's got like he like a oh, like, yeah. like a, a runner, but not like a marathon runner. So he's not like to the level where it's unhealthy. He's just in sure. really good shape. But like he's fucking. He looks like someone who drinks his own pee all sure. the time. So sure. he's got like that real unhealthy or, or like someone in like end stage like kidney failure. Oh, so he's got that okay. really unhealthy sort of jaundice to him. Okay. But, and then also everything he touches, he leaves just smears of like orange yellow on. Love that. Love that for turmeric. Sure, they're going to sell a bundle of it now. Tim uh, Turmeric. Tim Turmeric. Timmy Turmeric. Even a good name. Damn. They thought of everything with this turmeric guy. <laughs> Love it. Okay, good. Um. Now you do what? Pepper. Pepper, you got Petey Peps. Uh, Pepper, uh, the Pepper Man, as they call him, uh, is uh, he believes that he's in the band Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> he's called the Pepperman. Uh, he thinks that he's the mascot for them. Uh, so he's always on stage with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But unfortunately, the Pepper Company didn't get the license to use Red Hot Chili Peppers. So we have to use like 
uh, XP songs. He's on stage and they're playing like bing bing be doo do doom doom doo doo doom Whoops. They're playing Hip Bandana, get inside the pajamas, go yeah, to all, they're bed. All, they're all just close enough to not get yep. sued. Exactly. Um and uh what he does, his role is he gets up on stage. Donnie Oklahoma. And Donnie Oklahoma. Uh, he likes to, uh, he has this big fire hose full of pepper and he sprays the crowd <laughs> with it. Guar. Yeah. He yeah, pepper yeah. sprays the cl- the crowd. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think it's good. It, uh, he, they encourage, he encourages people to uh, get over their colds quicker by sneezing it all out. He believes uh, that there's an infinite amount of snot or a finite amount of snot you have. And once it's all gone, it needs time to replenish, but your cold will leave with it. I think he's also surrounded by like a, um, a it looks like a cloud of buzzing flies, but it's actually a swirling, um, Swirling tornado miasma of like unground peppercorns yeah love and, that and uh, yeah. as they in part of his body is just like the, the center of his body is just a rotating blade that uh, as like they that. fly as it sucks them in he Buzzes. grinds out and just explodes out pepper like so the, his back is a uh, like a, a fan blade yeah and it, it grinds like- the pepper flies as they uh a lot through. of your a lot of your mascots just shoot out the the thing that they have inside the Tony the Tiger doesn't shoot out frosted flakes. Wendell the Baker doesn't shoot out cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, fine, fine. Um, Chip the dog doesn't the, uh, shoot out. The mascot for paprika is Patty Paprika. She is a three Michelin star chef who uses a lot of paprika in her food. And now that's funny. I love that. Yeah, that's like a celebrity endorsement. That's a mascot. The the mascot for Kumin is Jared Fogel, and he's just <laughs> he's a guy. Oh no, I said Kumin. That's even worse. All right, let's get back to this song. Um, so uh, speaking of the Spotify thing, there are long, long pauses where they're trying to figure out what to say. Evan or Ed and Tyler for this one, they mainly focus on the musicality, which I figured uh, is what they would do. They say it's a lot like Matter of Time with like the layered guitars and synths. Um, Ty says that Kev came up with the hook riff, of course. Uh, and uh, Ty says Kev has a master's degree in moments, which I thought was a really sweet thing to say about uh, about Kev. That he's just good at, at making moments. I'm wondering what the curriculum would look like for that. A master's degree in moments. It would probably just be like an improv degree, right? Yeah, I suppose it would. Um, you'd have to like study you'd have to study a lot it'd be a very broad-based education because you have to study a lot like music improv and whatnot because you're if you have a master's degree in moment the point is is recognizing the moment when it comes seizing upon it and making everybody around you look better which is interesting for recorded music you don't really need a (laughs) master's degree in moments for recorded music you can do it as many times as you want but i don't know the fact that he came up with and then like everybody was like fuck that's the one, Kev. I feel like, and I feel like uh, I'm going to blame the producer on this one because I feel like that guy is just like, you know, like patting them all on the back too much. Like they need to be, they need to be reined in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Uh, Ty also says he wanted to do a shuffle drum for this whole song, which I had to look up. It's like triplets on the hi-hat during the drum. Uh, he says it's very tough on the right arm. And then Ed says that uh, it's just like touring as a married man. It's it's very tough on your right arm, Ooh. which I thought was fucking like this shows that they are still all in grade nine, baby. Like they have not grown up at all since those early days. Really? Because their lyrics certainly have. I guess so. But they're still joking about masturbation. Ed squirts Diet Coke out of this his is nose me darkness. in grad school, baby. This is me in grad school. Getting my doctorate. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, there's a, I don't know. He's got a master's degree in moments. Ed, Ev has gone to grad school. Ev, Ed, Kev, Jesus Christ. I have to work that out. You are not in the Bernicke ladies. I'm sorry. Oh, um, can't spell I Kevin without Evan. If you spell Evan <laughs> with an I. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I did like some stuff about this song, though. I mean, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't come in here to shit on the whole song, right? I do kind of love that synth line, that that synth riff that runs throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of, I liked the the blinks and blonks and plinks and plonks in the the sort of the solo section. We have a lot of sort of video gamey sounds. know the staccato plucking of the bass throughout the song i thought was was kind of fun it's it's rare that we hear a non-banjo plucking from the bare naked mm-hmm. ladies right um and um yeah that's fun Duh. yeah like i was bored about 30 seconds in and then it went on for three more minutes and then when it got to the yeah. bridge at like a minute 40 i'm like what the fuck else is this song I didn't I, I didn't even recognize that the bridge was a bridge until I read the lyrics and it said bridge. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it's not the same structure as the verse. Although, who cares? My brain had turned off by that point because the bridge was just so boring. I want more than ever before. I want way beyond satisfaction. In this case, you know the less isn't more. And I can't wait to see your reaction. I can't wait to see your reaction. Yeah, I can't wait. There's, mo- there's moments, right? This yeah. song, master's degree in moments. Yeah, I mean, you strip Kev out of this song, this song is the worst. Yeah, I might have to agree with that. There are still fun things, but so much of them are predicated on Kev. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a little riff after they say bread in the bone that I thought was like, oh, that's cute. Um, but I... It's there's nothing to this song. I'm trying even if we we would rate I'm wondering if we would rate it more charitably if we hadn't heard this song four times before. Like rating it in and out of context. You know, I'm pretty sure what the first actually no, I don't think I was very charitable to you run away, which might be the first instance of a Steve song, right? Mm-hmm. But I I don't know if this had been our first Steve song, yeah, I might have. I just think I didn't like you run away because I didn't like the musicality of it. I think it's a boring song. This song, sure. It, there's some fun to it. Like, listening to it ten times in a row sucks. Fucking sucks. That guitar sound, that vroom, 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 that just kind of blends as you listen to it the first time, mm-hmm. really gets pulled out on multiple listens into a nightmare of vroom, 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 like you're fucking being, you're in psycho or something. It's unfortunate. There's a lot of unfortunate shit. Yeah, I was just, I think I was just so offended from Jump. Like, Ed, did you think I wouldn't notice? Like, you put it on the same goddamn album. Even Ed doesn't seem like he's in, like, he sounds kind of laid back on this. The background vocals are kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Like, he says the the final line where he's like, I did what I had to do. Because I'm getting used to you. Like, that could be... Can you imagine that as a big Steve, like, break-your-heart moment where, like, you know, but, the... Like, 
he could be like, I did what I had to do. Like, he could really, like, diva that out. But he's like, I did what I had to do. The end. <laughs> like, it sucks. Like, sound impactful. Sound like you give a shit about what you're singing about. You should. Well, this is he's working through some issues. And he's hopefully towards the end of it. So, like, he's almost past that fucking gallstone, right? It's almost out of his urethra. Oh. Like, so he's like, all right, I'm fucking done with this. Here's a question, though. Let's say some magical future, five, ten, five years down the line, Steve rejoins BNL. They're, okay. The boys are back together. Is Steve going to sing all the fucking songs about himself that Ed wrote? How fucking idiotic, uh, you know, their breakup was and all that stuff? Well... I mean, they're Ed songs, so I doubt he would sing them at all, period, right? I mean, But he, I mean, like, he, would he, like, leave the stage when Ed sings these? I don't think they would get played anymore. I love the idea. Fucking love the idea of them just awkwardly looking at each other. I wish the Junos had been fucking You Run Away and Toe-to-Toe uh, and, -to -toe and Piece of Cake. But, uh, no. Uh, I, I, number one, it'll never happen. But number two, God, I fucking wish it would. That would be amazing. I think, like, the best case scenario is that they, like, rework the songs together to be sort of tongue-in-cheek of the, like, yeah, we were we were real fucked up back then, ha <laughs> sort of Man. thing. That'd be fun if yeah. they, were, like, they were, like, riffing and, and satirizing their past selves. If, if Ed and the boys, uh, you know, recreated these songs to be sort of riffy, and Steve just, like, smiled and nodded along because he was back in Bare Naked Ladies, but deep inside, you know, he still hurts so bad. <laughs> this sucks for him. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly how it would go. I don't know, man. I mean, he joked about it on his live from home. Uh, he joked about how, uh, um, you know, he would be playing, you know, that would be like me playing you run away or something. I can't remember what the exact joke <laughs> was, but then again, he did sing all of Ed's songs. Cause he did his series where he just sang albums all the way through, um, which I kind of want to subscribe to his Patreon just to see those concerts. I'm kind of curious the spin he gave to some shit on, like, Bernicke Ladies or Men. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, it doesn't matter. It'll never happen. Give up the dream. The nothing, dream is dead. Nothing up my sleeve. Nothing up my sleeve. Nothing new to sneeze. Um, nothing new for Steve. Nothing new for Steve. Let's talk a little bit. This is a dense song. Uh, a lot of their songs on this album have been, like, you know... Verse one is five lines long, and then there's a chorus. Verse two is five lines long, and then there's a chorus, and then there's just choruses all the way out. Mm -hmm. This song, at the very least, has a lot of lyrics to it, right? There's a lot being said in this song. Yeah. Um, it's much longer. It's the same thing over and over again, but it's a little more dense. Um, it's obviously about Steve. Uh, Steve being maybe tired of being in the band. He's going through the motions, but he doesn't care about it anymore before he gets kicked out. What did you, what did you pull out of this song? Yeah, I got the, like, he was committed to, Steve was committed to the band, but then you get that, like that, if you're going to wreck it, um, you know, if you're going to wreck it, why did you, why did you even, you know, work so hard to keep it together if you were going to blow shit up anyway? You had your head down, mopping the floor. If you were gonna wreck it next to what was it for? I guess it doesn't matter much, not anymore. Yeah. So I got yeah. that. Um, I think what stuck out to me wasn't necessarily the the Steve stuff because we've heard that a fucking million times before. Um, I got the like the kind of like shitty like peace offering like. 
Gonna open up the lines and stay by the phone, buddy. Because maybe you know, you're just broke as a person. Wanna hear from you if you were feeling alone. We're gonna open up the lines and stay by the phone. Because maybe this loneliness is bred in the bone. I, I got that, but I wasn't sure if they were talking about like nowadays, like, hey, we know you're lonely. The lines are open, you know, or if it was more like talking about when Steve was still with them, like, hey, we knew you were feeling lonely. You know, we opened up the lines. We stayed by the phone because you were always lonely. I wondered if it was some like message about Steve's depression mm-hmm. or some suicidal ideation, like, you yeah. know, calling the suicide hotline when you feel alone. No, I, def- um, I definitely get that. I think that like, you know, as someone who's dealt with a bit of depression who has had friends with have serious depression like it is very draining to be in a relationship with somebody who is depressed and you know with suicidal ideations like it's a lot of work for to it's a lot to put on friends and family and whatnot and yeah you know i can i can definitely feel that but i can also feel the opposite where you know they feel like they need help and they're not getting it and uh, yeah so it's just a rough situation all around but it's a startlingly mean song. Yes. If it is about depression, it's fucking rude. This song is shitty. Um, and I mean, but you th- yeah. And like, the, I suppose your memory's not as before line. Like, you're remembering things completely differently than yeah, how they actually he's... happened. Like, this is just like a fucking shot across fucking St- the, the SS Stephen Page's bow, you know? I suppose your memory is not as before. You might have got your head caught slammed in the door. The way your memory is not as before. And who is Stephen Page talking to? Like, he, no, neither of them are saying what actually happened. So when he says, like, oh, I don't remember it that way. I think you're remembering differently. Like, who are you? Nobody is saying what this situation is. Maybe so are you talking friends? to each other? Maybe. I don't know. That I did, I did love that line because I thought it was clever. Because he says, you know, your memory isn't as before. Maybe you got your head caught in the door. Your memory isn't yeah. as before. Like he's, re- that's, I thought that was cute. That was the, that, that was that like was the funny. only, that was, well, actually that was one of the things I liked about it. And then I also liked the, uh, um, I want more than ever before. I want, I want way beyond satisfaction. I think Ed was talking about himself in that regard. Interesting. How so? Because, I mean, we've talked about it before where, I mean, hum- humans are not really wired to be happy with success, Right. You're always right. like, especially once you've peaked, right? And BNL, I think we can all agree on this podcast, listeners, everything. BNL has peaked. Like they're never going to yeah. get back to mainstream success, at least to the level they got before. And um, like looking back on that and saying like, I'm successful. I've got all this stuff. I've got everything I ever wanted when I was, you know, in that fucking phone booth back in the Alberta wilderness or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Like, and yet i still want more like this isn't enough for me and it never will be and recognizing that in yourself and you know speaking openly about it i think is something that more people should do it is it is funny because when you describe it i see it as a natural human thing and a natural human reaction to success but i also see it as a villain monologuing and not realizing they're doing a monologue Uh... like how is this enough for you it's not enough for me i've never been satisfied (laughs) I want more than ever before I want way beyond satisfaction In this case, you know the less isn't more And I can't wait to see your reaction I can't wait to see your reaction Yeah, I can't wait But all, at the same time, I looked at those lyrics and I felt secondhand embarrassment for Ed who's saying, like, in this bridge that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to see your reaction. I can't wait to see your reaction. Like, Ed, you're not 
he's not gonna like you're not gonna soar anymore. You're you're done, bud. Like, and so saying like you yeah you just wait, motherfucker. I'm gonna be number one on the billboards, and then the new album comes out, and they're like number not even charting on the billboards. I'm gonna be like, a, number one on the hot adult modern adult contemporary, contemporary Canadian billboards. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, like it's just it's got a lot of secondhand cringe to it, where it's like. Oh boy, like he doesn't it's like one of those fucking it's it's Fist of the North Star where Kenshiro has punched Ed in the head a bunch of times and then Ed is like, ha, that didn't even hurt me. And Kenshiro goes, You're already dead. You just don't even know it. And Ed takes like five steps and then his head explodes. Like we're on the third step right now. Right? <laughs> Fake nudes is step four, and then Detour Deforce is step five before Ed's head explodes. Um Do you think the last track will be like Ed dying just a, on a fucking scanners explosion. record this record this it's about to happen <laughs> uh fuck i hope so has there ever been any snuff albums i guess the ohio what's that uh a roller coaster of love people said that the uh the screams in that song were, were people getting murdered in the studio that's an old <sighs> i should old, i should uh, hope not i should hope there are no snuff albums out there <laughs> Can you imagine Faces of Death except just the audio recording? I think that's Faces the, of Death that's was the so premise popular. of one of the like VHS horror movie segments. Oh, just listening to people die. Yeah, there's a guy who records death sounds or something and he records one too many or one that he's not supposed to or something like that. And then death comes to get yeah, him. Ghost, comes to a ghost comes after him. A ghosty sure. Maybe sure. it was the ABCs of Death. It was one of those horror anthologies that I watch. And did they did they license the Jackson 5's ABC for that movie? Uh, ABCs of death, one, two, threes of death is the next one. <laughs> Easy as one, two, threes of death. <laughs> I would like to see the one, two, threes of death where they give, we gave an infinite number of directors an infinite number of numbers. <laughs> My favorite uh, AB, or one, two, threes of death is uh, 947,692. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fuck that one. You got to make, make a fucking movie about that centered around that number um yeah uh the bad cop line is also sort of cringy like fuck dude we get it you weren't happy you did what you had to do like uh, i don't know um and i also thought that bread in the bone was a very weird turn of phrase that just stuck in my head. I understand that it's not B-R-E-A-D, but I cannot get the idea of bread in your bones out of my head. Well, bone marrow is sort of like bread in that it has got, like, it's soft, like an inside of a bread. It has holes in it. Um, yeah, period. We're 90% that's my of the only, way there. That's my only. <laughs> and 90% is half the battle. Goes good with peanut butter and jelly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. You can toast um, it. That's all I had in turn. Oh, Ed has some weird lyrical vocal stuff that he's doing. Like he just stumbles on some words. It's not stacking. It's the opposite. It's stretching. Mm -hmm. Like he says genius instead of genius. Like it's not a three syllable word. Ed. Don't have to be a genius to figure it out. Uh, secrets in to megaphones. Like is very stumbly. Drone. Whispering secrets into megaphones. I just, he's got some like, this is just a weird song. It's an unpolished, weird song. 
Um, anything else about the lyrics that you that you had? No. Yeah. There was just a couple. Can I tell you my favorite thing about this song? The end? At what? Hey, before it starts and after it ends, my two favorite oh, parts of this oh, song. Oh, are you enjoying your pesto? Hey, I hope you're loving it. Hey, no. hey, uh, that lady at table six needs some more breadsticks. Oh, <laughs> breadsticks, I hardly even touched her. What do you got? Oh, boy, oh, boy, crushed red pepper. Oh, hey, crushed red pepper. Back in my day, it was called dinosaur rocks. <laughs> huh? It's called too um, hot for pterodactyls. Oh, 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 There's a, at one minute, exactly one minute into the song, there's an absolutely perfect triangle hit that happens exactly <laughs> once, and it's beautiful in its simplicity. It centered me like a Zen Buddhism, like, uh, I don't know, gong sound. It was wonderful. Zen Cohen. It, it's uh, so. Is that, do you think that's Kev's master of momentary, or do you think that's Tyler uh, being a, like controlling the moment? I think that was Kev speaking through Tyler. It was Tyler uh, channeling Kev's power. Who is controlling whom? Mm, good question. We wanna hear from you if you were feeling. Uh, but that's it. That's all I had about the song. The song was uh, boring. Yeah. Ev, do you want to talk about other versions of the song? I didn't see any of them. Neither did I. I would love to talk about them. <laughs> but as far as I understand, they did this song five times live and have not done it since 2015 when they said, oops, this song sucks, probably. They said, oops, I did it uh, again. And then they didn't mm, do it anymore. Um, can you tell me, however, which rabbit? This song is about. This song is about the 1987, 1990, 1993, and 2014 hero of Detroit, Robocup. Oh, boy. Okay. Robocup was specifically a Detroit hero. So it's interesting that you've picked Globetrot for Robocop. Well, I'm he curious. was at first. Um so, oh, is RoboCop 4 like RoboCop in Brazil or some shit? Like, sort did of. I miss? Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, well, so the plot of RoboCop is police officer brutally murdered by bad boy gangs by, by uh, Kurtwood Smith, who is most famous mm-hmm. for playing Red from that 70s show. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so RoboCop is a cup. He gets murdered by a gang. He actually works for a corporation because, you know, all cops are bastards, but like, you know, private security forces acting in a military capacity on, you know, populations are monsters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a company called, I think it's Omnicore, Omni Consumer Products, OCP. That's what it's called. So they decide to take his body and take his brain and uh, put it into a robot body because they've tried to make uh, robot robots, like drones, basically, which Ed talks about in the song. Um, yes. They tried to make drones, but all the drone does is kill one of the executives, which is in the boardroom. Fucking awesome! It's um, amazing. Yeah, so this is like a RoboCop, the, the the Paul Verhoeven version. I don't know about the other ones, which I haven't seen in years. Um, is sort of a satire of like Reagan era capitalism. That's sort of like more, more, more all the time, all the time, trickle down shit. You know, um, right. which is kind of more trenchant now than ever before. Like, and it also deals with sort of like resurrection gentrification like corruption privatization capitalism and and a little bit of masculinity thrown in there like um and you know what what's the difference what's the line between human and machine but for our purposes robocup's arms have ball bearings in them so he's a robot 
can you program him? Yeah, actually, you can. Okay. Um, that's then that's, that's one of the problems. Is is like where, where does the programming end and the man begin, sort of thing. Uh, um, so he's got okay. the, he's got the brain of the cop in there, Peter Weller, and I think later on Joel Kinnaman is in the 2014 one. Um, but he's also got memory loss, um, and they've they're they're slowly like sort of edging edging his personality out in favor of more drone stuff. Um, okay. So anyway. Um, this is obviously the movie because I mean, obviously the song because it cuts out pr- pretty much every fucking line uh, of the song. Like, doesn't matter what happened before because RoboCup has a family, he has a kid in the movies that he kind of remembers, kind of doesn't. Um, right. Maybe we shouldn't have uh, toyed with playing God and bringing dead cups back to life, but we still did. Um, he got nailed while he was minding the store because his partner was away. Um, and he was just like watching and got captured and tortured by a gang and murdered. Um, so yeah. And the, obviously the, if you're going to wreck it, what, you know, what was it all for? That's a, a, a satirical nod at Reagan era capitalism, right? Where they're saying like, everything's going to, everything's going to trickle down, bros. You just wait to get yours. And, uh, as we've seen in the 40 years since hadn't happened, hadn't happened. Okay. When the rich people get richer, they just hold their pee. (laughs) <laughs> they, they don't, don't piss on anything they don't though. piss on any of us sure got they it only shit oh on man us. that's right that's a bummer yeah so um basically the globetrot is their is the reference i think ed was was taking the piss out of the 2014 one which uh oh. joel kinnaman is actually i mean it's, it's the same premise basically cop gets blown up by a bomba and uh put blown up by la bomba, la bomba. <laughs> Uh-huh. Los Lobos uh, version <laughs> and uh, gets put in the RoboCup body. But I think he's he starts out in like Korea and he's actually the, the reason why they do that is because they want to put this police force on the streets, but they've had success with policing other countries like Iraq and Vietnam and Afghanistan. But Americans, no, 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 no. We don't want to be policed by robots. Um, so they're like, how uh-huh. about we step halfway in? So they're like globetrotting around. They're like, oh, yeah, all those fucking brown people. Yeah. Murder. Commit genocide against them. Robots drones whatever yikes but you got to treat us right in america that's interesting so they wanted to update it from reagan era politics to modern day it politics came out in 2014 about... so that was obama era um yeah which would drone strikes yeah drone I strikes mean, and things like that yeah so they definitely the and like in like private security contractors running amok like we're pretty sure. pretty trenchant in the uh in the and they're still doing it we're just not reporting on them anymore yeah yeah I mean, they're uh, massacres all the time good times interesting um it's it, it is especially interesting to me that the first robocop made 53 million dollars in north american box office the most recent robocop made 58 million dollars we're talking about 1987 money versus 2014 money i cannot that that movie bombed so fucking hard yeah right? the new robocop was That's, not was not very good i think that they yeah they missed they missed a lot of the, um, I don't know, I think the time has just passed for the RoboCop. I know they're making a new one, like RoboCop Returns, which is like a, which in keeping with the current movie things is like a direct sequel to the original. Oh, okay, sure. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but. Uh, so they're discounting RoboCops 2 and 3? You betcha. Well, that's unfortunate. And all the RoboCup comic uh, books and all the RoboCup games. Oh, uh, RoboCup 3 has a 6% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I want to know why they're not following up that one. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Ev. RoboCop. He's shutting down a criminal. He's shooting a criminal in the dick. 
which is his famous <laughs> move from the Mortal Kombat series, which he is in. Um, and all of a sudden, his vision, like, drew powering down Murphy. And um, his screen goes black. Robocop wakes up, and he is in a house of traps. Oh, fuck. Infinite pits. Oh, fuck. Battle droids that can censor every movement. Does Robocop sneak by our current champion, GLaDOS? So I guess our question is, because GLaDOS, the Iron Giant would obviously fail at the House of Traps because he's too fucking big for to use the portal machine, right? It would open like a little yeah. portal and he'd like stick his little fucking hand through and then that'd be it, basically. Wait, yeah, yeah. And he would be just stuck in those rooms. Like he'd have to like try and punch his way out. So that's why he's losing because he's going to get mowed down by turrets at the first opportunity. RoboCop is the Iron Giant's the right dead. Yes, I know. I'm just saying that's why the, okay. that's why the Iron Giant lost. I'm setting up my argument for RoboCop. Iron Giant wasn't even in that battle. It was Chappie uh, Chappi in Iron Giant's body. It was the Black oh, Bruiser. Oh, the Black Bruiser. That's what it was. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Bruiser, he's a fighter, but he's not a thinker. Okay. He gets like the portal machine. He does that thing where he shoots the ground and just falls forever. <laughs> and gladys is just waiting uh, in the second room like hmm and then he moves slightly to the left and just explodes into a million pieces as soon as he do you know how they solve that problem uh they because you know you could do that then you could land on a platform Mm -hmm. uh they were like people in playtest were like how why you would die i they were too scared to like move out of portals when they were gaining momentum and so what they did was on the art for shell they gave her like tiny little like metal things on her leg and heel and nobody ever questioned it again there was like oh okay it's science uh, now i understand she you shock gave her a science fiction boot yeah. and yeah everything is good now okay okay so, so yeah i think that black bruiser wouldn't quite get the portal gun i think robocop would understand the portal gun because he gets yeah. guns he's a gun he's guy. a gun yeah. guy and he's a big second he's amendment a cop guy. so he's got a he's got like a detective's mind so he could uh-huh. probably get through like the initial, but I don't think he's a puzzler is the thing. Yeah. Like, he's putting I the agree. clues together. He's like, huh, this is the same as the last room. This is that. This is that. <laughs> and then like, I think he gets through like a couple levels, but ultimately uh, either gets stuck and starves to death because he still like has to get power and food and stuff. I don't know if he eats, right. but like he definitely dies and he dies in the house of traps, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, Robocop, I, I would I don't think Robocop makes it through. I got a little scared this was going to be the first one we disagreed on because I thought there was a 0% chance no, 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 no. RoboCop uh, yeah. was going to survive. I, don't, I think RoboCop, he, he does commendably because this isn't like a robot yeah. rumble. They're not being thrown into the fucking arena anymore. They're, you're being thrown into GLaDOS's arena. You're playing by her rules at exactly. this point. Exactly, yes. And yes. her rules this do allow for science. victory because obviously Chell gets through. Um, yes, but she kind of like breaks the sequence. Right, to get so through. we need a robot who places. can think outside... Yeah, because RoboCop is restrained by his parameters. Right. That's his whole deal. Right. But he's also, yeah, but he's okay. also got the human mind. But I don't think the human smart, mind. Yeah, I don't think the human mind is this his, this particular human mind. The RoboCop mind. We need a we need a robot who is virtually indistinguishable from a human who can reason like a human who can think like a human. Creative. That's what we, we need. need. Bicentennial Man. He could make it through the house oh, of trucks. No! <laughs> Unfortunately, he probably could. he was he was broken out in the first uh, <laughs> fucking moments. Yeah, he was vaporized. Uh, okay. So, uh, GLaDOS sticks it through. That's great. Wonderful. Good for GLaDOS. Uh, okay. <laughs> yep. Ebo. She's so happy. <laughs> it's... She's so happy. <laughs> she ran. Yeah, we're, we're all proud of you, GLaDOS. Uh, let's go ahead and rate this song. <laughs> Eb, as usual, rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes the song is wearing, the better. The fewer clothes, 
The more clothes the song is wearing, the worser. The fewer clothes, the better. Goodness gracious, I fucked up. Uh, Ebo, what do you think of Globe Trot? The song should be called Naked because it never has been. Oh, shit. It's a nice summer day in the park. Uh, warm enough for short sleeves and shorts, but not too hot. Right? So it's a nice, a nice comfortable 70s, in the 70s somewhere um and and i get flumping out i get my i get my shorts i get my t-shirt on get my sandals i'm ready to go out to the park uh with walk walking with meet my meet a good friend there we're gonna go for a walk and uh so i park there Mm -hmm. and uh i'm waiting for my friend and then this fucking park ranger pulls up next to me and he's like like a fucking sergeant slaughter looking motherfucker he's this big beefy guy (laughs) mirrored shades on got the the sort of like sergeant's cap pulled down low i'm like why would you wear a hat like that in a car and he kind of rolls down his window (laughs) Uh and he like taps on he like motions for me to roll down mine and i do and he goes you going out like that i say well officer yeah i I mean do i call you officer you're just a park ranger and he's like i'm so much more than a park ranger you can't go on the trail like that like what i i've been out on this trail lots of times in the summer with with clothes on well you've never been on my trail dressed like that i'm like oh okay i mean i've got a pair of jeans in the back i could throw on like i don't want to make a big deal out of this like it's like it's gonna take more than that my friend and he he like goes opens the door does that like slow walk around rummaging around in the fucking back of his trunk i just see him rummaging around for like 10 minutes and he pulls out this uh-huh. fucking jumpsuit it's like a prison jumpsuit it covers me from like neck to foot and he's like put this on i'm like uh no i'm not gonna do that and he's like fucking put this on now and i'm like uh no sir i'm not gonna do that and he's like well you want to walk on this trail you got to put this fucking suit on and I'm like, well, then I guess I'll go to a different park. He's like, calls for backup. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then whatever the park rangers uh, thing, they don't like, they don't come like that. But they come like rolling out, fucking block me in with their goddamn uh, one of those little fucking uh, uh, golf carts, that, like altering golf yeah. carts. They like block me in with that. Um, put a boot on my car. They're not letting me go anywhere until I put this goddamn jumpsuit on. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I'm like, you want to walk on the trail? You already showed up. You're going to walk on the trail. You're going to wear this jumpsuit. I'm like, no, I'm not going to wear it. And they grab me, hold me down. They don't have guns for fuck's sake. Thank, thank God. Or I would have been shot by now. They hold me down. I'm like, wait, you can't do this to me. And they're fucking hold me down. Put this fucking jumpsuit on me. And they push me out on the trail. I'm like, go walk, go do what you came here to do. Go on walk. Just like stumbling through the fucking uh, trail like an escaped prisoner in a full-on prison jumpsuit. Because this song, I wanted to like it. I was ready to like it. I was dressed to like it. But it made me put on a previous song. And I didn't like that. Ooh, I didn't even think. Oh, so this is your your matter of time jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, this is a matter of time jumpsuit. It's exactly the (laughs) same, only I've already worn this jumpsuit during my stint in Leavenworth. Okay, got it. Wait, Leavenworth um, is a military you, facility. My stint in the Youngtown, Youngstown Supermax. <laughs> you made me look up Sergeant Slaughter because I just got a sense memory. I was like, wow, I forgot all about that guy. Number one, forgot that he just sort of one-to-one ported to G.I. Joe. Yeah. Like he was a wrestler and they were like, well, let's just throw this wrestler in G.I. Joe, which is bizarre. Well, no, they just want to sell toys, Number, right? And wrestling and G- WWF at the time and G.I. Joe probably had a the synergy ton is, of crossover. Oh. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. Um, he uh, His character was in the Vietnam War, but he never was, which caused some controversy. But the biggest thing, his ring names, Bob Remus, at, at different points in his career, Bob Remus, his real name, Bob Slaughter, 
great, tr- great pivot, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Sergeant, Bob Sergeant Remus. Remus. It for you. <laughs> he was experimenting. And then his, his most recent name, Super Destroyer Mark II. What the fuck? Where was he Super Destroyer Mark II? Holy shit, do I love that. I assume, I can only assume... It was a Japanese league of some point because that sounds so much like a Japanese name to be Super Destroyer Mark II. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, um, oh boy, oh boy. I think that I am taking a trip. I'm trotting the globe, baby. Ooh, you know what? I've decided, I've decided that I'm going to do uh, a, a, Worldwide tour: Iraq, Afghanistan, Iran, imagine. Vietnam, all the hits. Oh, Japan. Yes, 26 hits it big. Yep. Nope, we're only doing the deep Middle East, Kazakhstan, uh, Turkmenistan, we're, we're Tajikistan. Turkmenistan. Yes, we're doing all of the 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 oh 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 I've broken. We're doing all of the Middle Eastern countries. I'm very excited to do so. Um, so here's what happens. I, for some reason, get in my head that the Middle East is freezing. I'm like, well, it's summer here. So I think that means it's winter there. It's winter. So (laughs) I get in all my, I pack my heaviest coat. I pack my snow boots. And I get over there and I realize, oh, fuck. I can't. I can't deal with this. It's going to be too hot. I put on all my clothes, though, because I cannot be seen outside naked. Uh, I will be uh, uh, hey, if you're going to the streets. Qatar, they have a, uh, or Qatar, they have a, like, indoor snow ski slope you could go to. Now, that's where I hang out my entire yeah, I think time. They've got another I am, one on the United Arab Emirates, I bet, too. I am, I am too foolish to understand that I can buy new clothes here. Uh, and so I have to just spend all of my time at the indoor ski slopes in Cutter, uh, in my huge ski suit and mittens and snow boots. Uh, the song is pee bad. It's not a nice song, not a good song, not a pretty song. Uh, I, I am incredibly upset that this is where we are at this point in Brennan Lady's career, that they haven't learned their lessons. <sighs> Ev, I'm just depressed. Well, the good news is, is we've got two songs left. One of them's about pinball, and the other one's about whatever Kev wants to sing about. Wait, is it really only two I songs? So. Holy fuck, we are near the end already. Oh, we have four songs left, bud. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, two, it is two songs. It is two okay. songs, because those other two are B-sides. Wow, we're almost done. You know it. Incredible. All right, we'll be right back. We're almost done with this episode. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Pretty Good Ladies podcast. <laughs> Hey, Ev. Would you live in a mansion if the opportunity presented itself? You have to get rid of your house, but you get to move to a mansion. Of course I would. Okay. I wouldn't, you, you wouldn't Who feel wouldn't? like that was too much house for you? No. Oh, what? No. Mansions. Were, there's actually a mansion for sale right now. It's only $2 million. Uh, six bedroom, seven bathroom in Michigan. Uh, it has a built-in board gaming room. It ha- it was like some nerd-ass mansion, but it does have a sex dungeon at the very, very bottom floor. Uh, it's wild. That would be kind of interesting to own a house that has a built-in uh, dedicated sex dungeon. What would you do with a sex dungeon? Have sex in it? Interesting. Now, you know, I've never considered <laughs> that. I mean, that's what it's there for, right? 
Yeah, but would you like to have sex in a dungeon? Probably that would not. not make like, me... I'm looking for, like, okay. I, I'm looking for comfort, right? So, I mean... As am yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not... And I'm not... I'm looking for novelty, but only to a certain extent. Like, I my, my boundaries you. are very hard in a lot of let's, ways. Let's... Let's introduce things maybe a little at a time. Yes, yeah. I don't want to we'll jump this, into a we'll sex see this, dungeon. We'll see how a little bit of this... Yeah, like... You're in the antechamber of the sex dungeon. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ev, do you want to go to the Full Contact BDSM Club with me tonight <laughs> during the back half of COVID? <laughs> this, I just want to jump you in as hard as I can immediately to the absolute... Yeah, uh, you're going to you're gonna need to sign this waiver before you go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're going to need to wear a parka. I just think that might be a good idea for you. Some sort of rain slicker. Um, so what would you... Would you live in a no, mansion? Never. Why not? I would feel like I feel my house is not huge, but I already feel like it's too much house for me. Wow! Do uh, do you want to trade houses? No, I think mine is a lot. I would smaller. never ever trade houses. My house is. <laughs> I, I is, love my house. It's too big. I feel. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like I feel my privilege. I'm like, well, you know, I don't use most of the rooms all the time. Like, yeah. I feel kind of bad. I've got like. I've got more space than I can handle just the two of me and my partner like yeah yeah so. I think it's but again it, it's it not it's not a big best, house it's in your best interest then to downgrade you I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem we could find a lawyer who would just hook that up for us just a trading of deeds you know what I mean like why don't you want to do that if you feel like your house I love is my great. house I love the layout I love the place I love everything about it I just feel guilty sometimes. And I feel like the question was, would I upgrade to a mansion and not would I get rid of my house? And the answer is no, I would never oh. upgrade to a mansion. Okay, that's fair. Can I have your uh, yeah, mansion sure. in you this can have two. You can have two scenario. mansions. Hell yes! I feel no guilt <laughs> about this at all. I am selling one of them and using the profits to buy a yacht for my other mansion. Mm -hmm. uh, buy a pool big yeah, dude. to put the yacht in. Oh, shit. Right? Just do the Austin Power scene where I can back the uh, yacht up little by little. Turn it around. Forward fucking, uh, The yeah. Suez Canal or whatever the canal was. What's the one? Oh, ever, ever, ever nope. ready nope. battery. You know what, what I was, was talking that boat about. Called? Panama uh -oh. Canal. Evbo. I call you Evfro because you're Evfrozen. I'm back, baby. So you are. I was guessing. I was guessing uh, what you were saying and talking to you. The answer was responding to emails on oh. my phone. <laughs> I thought you wanted to change Sorry. your shirt for a red shirt. No, I like this shirt. It's got little animals well, on. Well, I guess I was a hundred percent wrong then. You don't care about anything. I, I do like your shirt though. Do you want to trade? Um. No, I like my shirt too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Ev, do you know who else likes mansions? Morally bankrupt people? Yes, morally bankrupt. That's right, Morley and his friend Sabrina do a show every week where they talk about Amine. Join producer and host Sabrina Ray, a Cruel Angels podcast, and her childhood friend Morley as they discuss odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Deep dives, dated references, weeb shit. Their latest episode, Wonder Egg Priorities Takoyaki Party, just was released on June 15th, 2021. 
production fell behind schedule on Wonder Egg Priority, and the team had to make the difficult decision to add an unscheduled clip show to the run. Yeah, they're reviewing a clip show! That rules. Uh, oh, no, never mind. Uh, they're jumping straight to episode nine in their coverage. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, that, was, that was a roller coaster uh, ride of an of a advertisement. That was. Yeah, apparently uh, Sabrina dumped Dawn and got her friend Morley bankrupt uh, to become the new co-host, which is a delight. If you had a name, if you had uh, a name like that, new... would, you, would you change your last name to, to fit with your name? If your name was like Morley, would you like, like Morley bankrupt or Morley pure or something like yeah. that? If your name was Justin, would you be Justin Time mm-hmm. or Justin Case or something like that? I probably could change it right now. There's probably... Uh, I, I could change my last name to Feist. Sacrifice. I could be Sacrifice. That's pretty good, right? What could you do with Evan? Not much. There's... Evan Essence. What about Ke- Evan? Essence is good. Keeled? Evan Keeled. Evan Very- Keeled. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Keeled. Uh, Sacaroni and cheese. That's not a real name. What would and cheese be? Because uh, everyone's got like that. Everyone's and got che- that like fucking mac and cheese their dad made for them when their mom went away. Mom in the yeah. in the eighties and nineties. Mommy don't cook. Daddy don't know how to cook. Uh, mine w- so he put burger hamburger. Mine was. Yeah, mine was Gorp, which was hot dogs and bacon oh. in the macaroni mine and cheese. Was, uh, macaroni. My daddy's surprise was macaroni and cheese with, like, hamburger, I think. Oh, and that's then maybe fun. chopped up broccoli. Yummy! Get some veggies in there. And we did that so that when my mommy called, he could yep, they're eating their vegetables. Oh, how cute. And we um, loved it. Fucking love daddy's surprise. <laughs> did you call it daddy's surprise? That's what he called it. Yuck. It's his name. Uh, Sacaroni and cheese is, instead of adding milk to your macaroni and cheese, you add sake. So it's kind of a boozy macaroni and cheese with a rice wine. What do you think? Yeah, sounds you, good. Will you trade your macaroni and cheese for my macaroni and cheese? <laughs> uh, Everoni and cheese. Everoni and cheese is a. Uh, is it uh, like macaroni? Is it like an everlasting gobstopper? Where it's yeah, like that's a what bowl? I was thinking. Like it's it's like a it's just one piece of big piece of macaroni with cheese on it, and you put it in your mouth, and you're just going, you're just sucking it. Just cheese just keeps coming off of it. Because <laughs> that's what we do with macaroni and cheese. We just suck the noodle. Well, you can't bite you can't bite through it. Is the problem? You'll Jesus break your teeth. Christ! Oh, it's hard too. Well, no, it's soft, but you can't like chew through it. Your teeth oh, can't get through. That's okay. I have got a full set of dentures here. I got nine, ten sets in the spare room. I this got my extra teeth go. screwed in. I can't wait to bite down. That's right. That's right. I made them as sharp as possible this time around. The problem is, my... if you bite down, it squirts out a mouthful of cheese, right? Oh, so it's as hot you're like suck, as you're as you're swallowing that cheese, it pops back up. Yeah. And then when you you can never like bite down enough because it fills your mouth up entirely. It's like that uh those. Like foam, that foam that you spray into cracks and stuff that fills them up entirely. Yeah. Ev, can I suggest to you, if Robocop has Everoni and cheese, could he escape the House of Traps? Because he doesn't have to worry about going about uh, about food anymore. I don't think, I, I just don't think he's smart enough to get out. Okay. But if he has infinite time because he has food to sustain him. Well, I mean, I suppose, but like there are problems that have plagued mankind and uh, you know humanity since the begin dawn of time like there are things we cannot figure out no matter how we try and i feel like robocop has met his match in the house of traps here's the deal though if i beat portal and portal 2 saker beat i think you're yes and i think you're smarter you're a better puzzler than robocop really he's not a very smart guy like the the movies are predicated on the fact that he's not really that intelligent like he puts stuff together eventually but most of his memory is missing. So even if he gets all his memory back at some point, like, I just don't think, like, the cop, whatever his name, Alex Jackson or whatever his cop. Murphy! Cop, 
Alex Murphy could put together the wow. portal thing. Wow! They should make like a movie. A, he's like about. a beat cop. He's not like a he's not like a fucking like CSI detective. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind of an older guy, isn't he? Or is he young? I don't know. Peter Weller's. Um. I mean, he was like. He, he, Peter Wallace is one of those actors who looks old no matter yeah. how young he is. Yeah. So I, I want to say he was in his 30s at the time, but you know. Okay. I don't mean to relitigate the robot roundup. Yeah, I, I mean, I, not, I, yeah, I mean, I think we were both in agreement. You, were, I, I remember you calling me out and saying you were pissed off if I, uh, if I was wrong. If I, said I believe RoboCop I called 1. you a piece of shit. Yep. I said that you were worthless, a waste of flesh. Yeah, I bought that. I bought that Patreon tier, so you can call me a piece <laughs> of shit on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, you know what else is a piece of shit? Okashina podcast. Oh, Okashina. No. no, just kidding. A double Okashina barrel. A double. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Better Good Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we in this big wheel. We upend this big wheel. Tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. Ev, how do the characters in this song die? The characters in this song are Ed Robertson and Stephen Page. Ooh, I, both of them like. Well, Ed Robertson, I feel like he lives a pretty healthy life. Except, I mean, he's on tour. He tries to stay healthy, but you know, he's put on some pounds as he gets older. Like, you know, we, as we all do. Uh, no, no shade there. But I think that like tour life isn't a healthy life. It's not okay. a way. You know, you know, it's not it's not health conscious tour touring life. Sure. So I feel like he goes first by far. Like he out. I think he. I think Steve outlives him. Wow. Okay, because Steve's not touring. That's the only thing that saves Steve. No, I Steve? just. Yeah, Steve's always looking been a healthy husky. now, though. Yeah, Steve is looking. He's looking healthy. He's looking healthier than Ed, I think. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, they both got the gray hairs, and that's no problem. Ed is kind of a silver fox. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Ed does look good. I don't know. I, I I'm 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 judging the yeah, how relative attractiveness uh, of in a hospital men. in a hospice surrounded by family. Yes, like, uh, so each of them seventy years from now on the same day. <laughs> I do think they're going to be one hundred and twenty when they Mur- die. murder suicide pact that they made yes. back when they were camp counselors back in uh, the Greater Edmonton Puppet Theater uh, summer camp day camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's either that, or I think it's possible that um, Ed Robertson. Uh, is clearly obsessed with Steve. So uh, one day he buys him flowers and he brings him that and a 22 gauge shell. Uh, and he and Murray's him. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this is sort of a straw hat and old dirty Hank scenario here. Um, he he seems obsessed with Steve. Yeah, I'm a farmer. Every song I write's about you. It's only a matter of time. You know what I'm gonna do. Ooh. Could so yeah, we... Steve. Steve just picks up the phone. He hears. <laughs> <laughs> could we rewrite? Could we write a parody? Is this worth our time to write a parody of Straw Hat about uh, Ed and Steve? I feel like we would have no problem writing a parody, but is it worth our time? No, 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 no never. Jesus. Oh man. Uh, all right. Well then, I guess let's not do it, or we do it and contribute it to. Bernick at ABCs, which I feel like would appreciate it. We'll write it and send it to them, and they'll they'll record yeah, it. They would deserve it. They would des- and also they deserve it way more than us. They do deserve it. They could probably get through the house of traps, to be honest. Think so? I think it's really just Tracy, and then maybe he ropes in a couple folks every so often. At this point, he's gonna listen to this episode as soon as it releases because it was in the G's and they've done these. Tracy, we it's love you. Pretty- he sounds pretty. He sounds pretty smart to me. I haven't said any. I haven't cast any shade on Tracy. I know. I, I just said just he sounds talk- smart, and he's probably good at traps. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tracy, I've seen Tracy work his leg out of a bear trap before, mm-hmm. and he wasn't even hurt that bad. Like, it was bleeding, but he didn't have to lose it or anything. <laughs> it was what impressive. Would the, what would be the weirdest way you think Ed and Steve could possibly die? Uh, okay, Steve is riding a Segway up Mount Kilimanjaro. So he's, I mean, you said weirdest, right? A future, a future Segway that can go up a like 80 degree incline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that makes the most sense. Steve is flying his rocket boots up Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes. Uh, and so he's riding his rocket boots out up Kilimanjaro and all of a sudden he hears the telltale of the rocket boots running out of rocket sauce. So he starts to sway a little bit in the air and down he comes and he sees as he's falling, he's falling somehow parallel to the curvature of the mountain. Someone is in a Tanzanian village, just like buying a a one dollar Tanzanian hot dog. Uh, and yes, Do you know where Mount Kilimanjaro is? Isn't it in Tanzania? Maybe is it not? I don't know. I Hold on. Yeah. I, no, that was a question. I wasn't like calling you out. I was like, do you know where it is? It'd be awesome if okay. it was. When you say, do you know where Mount Kilimanjaro is? Uh, yes, a dormant volcano in Tanzania. All right. Thank you. All right. You did it. So uh, he's about to collide headfirst with uh, Ed Robertson, who's buying a $1 Tanzanian hot dog at one of the many vendor stands at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Their heads collide, but it doesn't kill them instantaneously. Instead, the speed of the impact fuses their skulls and brains together. They are rushed to a Tanzanian hospital as quickly as possible, air life flighted to this place. However, all they can do now is speak in tandem. And what they're speaking in tandem and about... Harmony. And harmony! Yes, Ed pitches up, Steve pitches down, they switch, they're doing these beautiful harmonies, and they're talking to each other. You can hear them, but they're both saying like, hello, Steve, hello, Ed. And they go into the they go into the hospital to get separated, and the doctor like hears them talking and goes, I can't do this. Right. I can't I cannot break an angel apart. In fact, and he pulls something off his shelf and it's a steaming beaker of blue liquid <laughs> and he pours half in Ed's mouth and half in Steve's mouth. No, please, no. <laughs> and what it does is it basically extends their life to the heat death of the universe. So they cannot die. They cannot be killed. Uh, so the strangest way for them to die is fused together and given a life extending potion by a Tanzanian doctor. And then they die uh, at the restaurant at the end of the universe when everything explodes. Perfect. Period. And then they're part of the big bang that reignites the u- new universe. And they it like the theme song. Started with the Big Bang. I think we've talked about this before. Ev, now it's time for an email from our friends, our fans, our funky little fuckers. This email is called Your Wish is My Command. And it's an email from our friend David. Hi, David. David emails always get pushed to the top of the priority list. Sorry, all you people who've been waiting for your emails to get answered since like April. But David is our dude. David writes I have been summoned. And so I have crawled out from the hole under my bed to bring you more playlists for the EPs you created. Oh, thank you, David. Saker's EP, we'll never be back here again. Evan's EP, Butterfly Kisses. He's given a Spotify playlist for them, which (laughs) I will put in the show notes. And now, like all your enigmatic benefactors, I must present you with a question before returning to my endless slumber. I'm not sure he understands what endless means. You're checking your email late one night when you get a message with the subject line, It's time you knew. Inside is a mysterious link. Against your better judgment, you click it. 
and you discover the feed where Ed and Steve have been running an Evan and Saker podcast about all your accomplishments and personal life. What's it called? What personalities have they ascribed to you? And what wheel segments do they have? Always great to hear what you guys have in store. And don't test me again, fuckers. I actually don't <laughs> mind. It gives me a reason to come up with fun questions for you guys. As always, thanks for what you do. Keep it up, David. Well, thank David. you, David. David, you are the best. And I love you. And thank you for these Spotify playlists. Ed and Steve. Have a Saker and Evan playlist or podcast, excuse me. What is it called? Let's start with that first. It don't get done. It don't get, get done. done. Why is it called it don't get done? We do so much, you and I. Do we? What do we do? You're a writer with multiple deadlines and contracts right now. I'm a musician and a okay, podcaster. Fine. Sorry, and I was a wrong. Panelist. It's called Skullbone. It's called Skullbone. Skullbone. <laughs> Why Skullbone? Because they think we're both talking skeletons. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. So those are the personalities they've described. You're a ghost, and I'm a skeleton. Yeah. So together they call it. Oh, uh, maybe they call it like haunts up, or uh, photoplasm. Photoplasm, or talking ghoulies. Yeah. Or, or I like any of those. Why do they think that I'm a skeleton? You've said that you're a ghost on the podcast before. You just sound like a skeleton. I do. Yeah, every time you move. Well, we have to edit out. <laughs> We've been editing out all the clicks your bones make as you uh, as you caper around because you never yeah. sit. You just kind of dance. You like the skeleton dance with like legs akimbo and arms like basically on a parallel perpendicular to your body, and you're just boop, 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 with your little microphone. Yep, and you got your you've got your uh, microphone down in your rib cage. Oh, that's exciting! Rattling around. That's why my voice yeah, is so deep and sonorous and mm, bassy. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, yep, sure. It's hung there by a spider web. Oh no! There's a spider in my guts. Um, so uh, it's called uh, Plasm Boys, uh, and the personalities they've described to us are spooky ghosts and fun love and skeleton. So the next question is, what wheel segments do they have? Uh, I think that all of our wheel segments mm. are loosely based off of Bare and Ladies song titles or uh, things like that. So I think that their wheel segments are, of course, based off of things that we've done. So titles of my albums or uh, your books or things like that. So what? What? pick like one or two titles of yours and tell me what you think... Uh, those segments might be or you pick a title and i'll tell you what the segment is i don't want to do that i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to you don't want to what i think they, the, the, the wheel segments will be named after our favorite foods or things we like to do together okay all right that's fine uh, too so or things we said about them on the podcast because they probably don't actually look at our work outside of their our podcasts of oh no because they do they said they are our achievements and whatnot yeah 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 it's all about our lives maybe there's a segment called luke what is the segment Luke about? There's a segment called There's a segment called Bottomless Guys. Uh-huh. After the 2D6 song, a 2D6 album Bottomless Fries. Okay. And other regretful thing. Bottomless Guys is they try and guess what um podcast like they they, cause they they're running it on our podcast or are they just running it about it's us? It's about us. Bottomless guys, bottomless guys. Think, Come on, well, help me out I, here, bud. Ten thousand. Sure, of course. Bottomless guys is about what sort of pants we're wearing. We, they imagine that we're not wearing any pants, and so they imagine what they would like to dress us up. Because our podcast is all about dressing up in various clothes. How naked are we? How clothed are we? Mm-hmm. So bottomless guys is like today. I think Evan is wearing boxers with little hearts on them, and over that he's wearing gray khaki shorts. In his pocket is three AAA batteries and one watch battery and ten 
nine volt batteries and two <laughs> double D batteries. Double <laughs> D is a battery size. I was gonna say, what would, what would Saker never do without butts? Uh, what would they do today without oh, butts? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good. I like that. Uh, so the next one is called. Um, have I don't you've written so many stories and it's not I don't know any of them and you can't and none of them stuck with you enough to even you this one is called the, the monster in the basement and so in this segment it's about cleaning that's my <laughs> cleaning the ghost the ghost the ghost the ghost story I ghost wrote for uh, R L Stein's uh, Fear Street <laughs> yeah dude uh, hold on no I'm gonna pull up a uh, uh, an Evan Dickin classic so this segment is called uh, the duty of birds spelled D O O D Y. Uh, so what is this segment about? It's about what our poops looked like that day. Uh, or, I mean, birds is, uh, UK slang for women. So maybe it's about what, uh, what my partner's poop looked like that day or what your mom's poop looked like that day. What our what our marital responsibilities are with regards to our household and family. I do like that. I do like that. All right. Pick out one more 2D6 album <laughs> that you're, or song. Uh, see if I can remember, um, we could do Evan and Saker sell out. Um, what brands do they think we would, um, we would uh, <laughs> pimp on our show? Sure. So I this guess? is sell, 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 except it's, sell, sell, it's sell. like a one-to-one for sell, sell, sell. Well, we never said that Ed and Ed and Steve are, I mean, we our, our thing is that they're, that Ed's creatively bankrupt. So this is an Ed segment. Sure. Where he's like, yeah, let's just, let's just take one of their segments and make it the same. Yeah. Okay? And Steve's like, but don't we want to, I want to do more with this podcast. I want to make this something. He's like, you always say that. <laughs> That's good. Um, then they have a segment called uh, 20 Inches to Life in the Bonesome Cocktober. Uh, and uh, this... <laughs> all of our fucking... All their segments are sexually explicit. Yeah. Not suitable for work podcast. Uh, and this one is them speculating about our relative penis sizes. When, of course... That's, that... that's it. That's it. And it's weird. It's a segment they do every week. <laughs> 20 inches to life in the bones I'm cocked over. Uh, cool. Do we want to do any more of these or are these painful <laughs> for us to do and for people to listen to? These, these hurt my heart. I don't like talking about myself or anything that okay. I do. I like it. I could do porn parodies of your title. I could do the uh, 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 cool to suck virus or I, could... I don't even need to do porn, porn, porn parody. I'll just say goatsy for my dad. That's where that's the one where they, um, they, poop in, they poop in each other's mouth live on. That's pretty good. I like that. All right. Well, I hope we answered your question, David. <laughs> Ebo, this was uh, a uh, an episode plagued with technical difficulties. <laughs> I don't think any of them yes. will come out in the final cut, but boy, oh boy, this was a rough one for us. You're going to have a good time slicing this I together. I sure will. This uh, three-hour record, I'm going to slice down to an hour and a half episode. Splish it up. Splish and splash. Um, mm-hmm. Ebo, what are you plugging this week, buddy? Would it happen to be, I don't know, the Uncarved Heart, or would it happen to be, and they did live by watchfires, or a citizen of the galaxy? I was thinking wa- water, water features, water features, where, you know, you, you go out on a hot day and you get sprayed oh, on okay. a lot. <laughs> Just water features, then. That's... Yeah, slides and, and little towers that spray on you and little things that spin around and little buckets that dump every quarter, 15 minutes. That is fun. Stuff you can get on a little two inner tube on and float around yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Water features. Water features. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love what I thought water features were like things that you put in the middle of like a gala, like a like a fountain or some sort of water feature, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. Wouldn't it Plug be great if in the middle of a gala we just had like a fucking big ass slip and slide? 
I think no, because that would be the same principle as putting the fucking uh, Typhoon Rapids or something in the middle of Cedar Point, right? Yeah. It'd be fun while it was happening. And then you're you try wet. not to get yeah. wet, and then you're fucking soaked for the rest you're of right. the gala. Like, you gotta sit in your fucking soaked tuxedo as the fucking, you know, Columbus Pops <laughs> Symphony performs a medley of Jurassic Park songs. You you bought an adult-sized slip and slide, and it was so much fun. I had a fucking blast on that. Yeah, thing. it was way more fun than I thought it would be, but you... I realized, I didn't realize how bumpy my yard was until, <laughs> until you, uh, we went yeah, down. Yeah, that was a problem. Uh, hey, Ev, you've not updated your website since September 10th, 2020. It was your classic pre-9-11 update that you always do every year. But can you update yes, it more yes. than once a year? Yes, I will update. Well, that was a quarantine a quarantine snafu on my part. I've, still got, a, I've got a bunch of shit I need to post. Okay, good. Stories I sold, things I updated, my taxes for 2020, all that good stuff. <laughs> I'm super excited to see your taxes. Uh, Ebbo, uh, this month I am plugging your taxes. Do you mind if I publish them uh, when we get them in? Uh, just so our listeners have a sort of an idea as to what you make, where it's going, how much. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can do that. I mean, if you want me to release my taxes, I certainly can. But I usually just publish like my writing income. And uh, stuff. I would like a little more than that. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't give sure. a shit about your writing. I give a shit about your OSU work. Yeah, thank I, you. I mean, my my salary is public information. You oh, can look it up true. online. It's not very fun. I'm a, I'm a... <laughs> How come you talk about D and D? You talk about you never talk about running a bare naked ladies podcast on your blog. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Almost There's as no if you're ashamed there. of this. I'm not ashamed of it. I just don't know if I'd. Uh... It's not my brand. If you know well, what, what I mean? is your this is your this i mean this i've I, I, honestly more people listen to this podcast <laughs> than probably have ever read and the problem is it's not where i make money in my side yeah. hustle right so what we need if my podcasting income out outstripped my writing income yeah sure i'll talk about the podcast we need to encourage hundreds of people to buy those shirts that are in the link you gotta show it's all about the tubman it's all about the tubman's give me a tubman or you two. gotta give me that 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 tub those tubsman she's on the 20 dollars yeah, bill yeah. soon uh, so if you want Evan to write about this on evandickon.com, please buy those shirts. Give him the Tubmans, and uh, I'd like to see more pictures of people wearing it's all been done shirts in public. Ebbo, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. Goodbye. Get out of here. Uh, that's Saker. That's Evan. And he'll see you again. And he'll see you again in one, one week. week.